This is a HeadGum Original. In 1977, NASA sent two solid gold records into space so that aliens might find them and understand life on Earth. I send greetings on behalf of the people of our planet and friendly wishes to all who may encounter this voyager. Now, we're making new records with our friends. We step out of our solar system into the universe seeking only peace and friendship. We know full well that our planet and all its inhabitants are but a small part of this immense universe that surrounds us. Hello from the children of planet Earth. Well, 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 well. Shelby, how's it going? It's good. I want to be clear that I don't sound like me. And no. I, it is me, though. It is me. You're not sounding like yourself lately. But I don't want anyone to think that you replaced me on the pod. I want to go out of my way right now. I would never. <laughs> I would never replace you on the pod. It would be too difficult. People would ask questions. It would be annoying. Oh, my God. Did you know you could change the volume from our mic? <laughs> what do you mean? I just pressed a button and the volume changed. You. I want you to know you sound like one of the one of the that's that's uh, squeaky toy from Toy Story. Or um, the old the, the old lady in, the... in yeah, or the old lady from Orange Is the New Black, the one that works <laughs> in the kitchen, and you know who I'm talking about. I forget her name. Yes, <laughs> the one who's like a Girl Scout. Yeah, well, was and then became was. a murderer, but only because of trauma. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, yeah, <laughs> yes. Um, so you're sick, and that's the truth about you. Yeah, but I did get tested. I don't have COVID, and I don't have strep. And those are the two big things that I did not want to have. <laughs> I don't have them. Oh, being flirty, being flirty about it. <laughs> I actually did want to have strep, if I can be honest with you. I wanted strep what? because when you get strep, they give you medicine, it's gone. Like, <laughs> you just get to get rid of it. Mm-hmm. When it's a cold or like whatever I have, they were like, we don't really know, babe. I just have to sort of be drinking a lot of stuff and like hoping okay yeah okay well i'm really glad that it's not COVID 19 the novel coronavirus it's backslash delta variant and <laughs> dot i'm JPEG happy that you're well <laughs> dot jpeg dot edu and i'm really happy that you're i'm really happy that you it seems like you're gonna pull through this girl and caleb thank you and also caleb you survived mm. this nation's worst heat rave i have been in portland it has been 115 <laughs> degrees um Thank God we did not have to work uh, during that. But I'm chilling in Portland. I've been eating a lot of barbecue, which is sort of random. I did not expect that. And um, what else have I been doing? Um, oh, I am. When I get back to L.A., I am adopting a puppy. Is that official now? You've We've decided that I you will have a puppy I, in the house? I kind of think if we can find if we can find a good one, I really want to get a puppy. I think it's what I I think it's exactly what I've been missing in my life. This is going to fix everything. Um, I think having a dog will fix. Is it weird to say, listen, I want us to get the dog because mm-hmm. you're taking care of it and I think that's huge. But mm-hmm. is it weird that I don't picture you with a dog at all? Like I don't picture you being someone that's like, can I bring the dog to the gathering? <laughs> like you don't seem like mm. the person that has a dog to me. You don't think I'm loving? 
<laughs> All right, you guys, we are so excited for our guest today. We have to get her in here. We are so pumped. Uh, you know you her from Three her. Busy Deborahs on Adult Swim. <laughs> she also wrote for Big Mouth and the upcoming spinoff, Human Resources. And you've seen her a million other places, you guys. Please put your paws and fins together for our dear friend, Mitra Johari. <laughs> I know the whole thing is be quiet, but you really... No. It was so shocking. What you guys just did. <laughs> Shelby doesn't think I'm loving. So you don't think I'm loving. That's not what I said. <laughs> I want a dog so bad. And I do feel like, I feel like my life is 98% where I want it to be. And I think that final 2% is either a boyfriend or a dog. And honey, boys get on my nerves. So it's dog time. <laughs> Do you know what kind? No, but we've been, uh, I, I think a small guy, I think just a little tiny boy. Um, we've been looking at um, little small, like we were, what was the one we were looking at, Shelby? Like a Jack Terrier Australian Shepherd mix. <laughs> yeah. I really see you with a tiny little dog. Because <laughs> you're so tall. See, Mitra and I see this differently. When someone is tall and has a tiny little dog, that is so special. <laughs> Picture that, that can be so. Say with me, powerful. That powerful. That can powerful. be powerful. That can be so powerful. <laughs> Picture me with a like a baby, a baby pug, and a little tiny chest uh, Bjorn. Yeah. Mitra's crying. Mitra's crying. Mitra's crying. My friend reminded me the other day that I mean anything, anything, absolutely anything can make me cry, and uh, she reminded me the other day that she and her husband bought a a beautiful green couch uh, a few years ago and that made me cry <laughs> the idea that they the bought a green couch i saw the couch and i was just like wow you're doing it <laughs> it just felt like so you're mature doing green so couch. You're, it's giving green got, couch they got the great couch and i was like wow like adults <laughs> well, adults live here <laughs> it was annie donnelly <laughs> if you know Mitra, you're you're just back you're just back in la girl I know just back in L.A. was also in the Pacific Northwest, but in a different city, Seattle, Washington. <laughs> Seattle, the Big Apple. The yeah. Big Apple, the Windy City of Dreams. <laughs> it, it, it's Seattle. the New York of the Pacific Northwest. <laughs> I do call it the do Manhattan say that? of the Pacific Northwest. <laughs> do people say that about Seattle? That would make sense to me, actually. I mean, what? no, but they could. <laughs> Certainly no one's stopping them. We're starting a movement. Seattle is the Manhattan of the West Coast. Viva la Re- revolution! <laughs> it's so funny to do a, to do a revolution chant and mess and like and st- kind of stumble. Viva la revolution! <laughs> the Ohio jumped out. <laughs> Wait, Mitch, are you from Ohio? I am. Yeah. Where? Like uh, a little bit outside of Cincinnati. Okay. Are you I'm from Cleveland? <gasps> really? <gasps> yeah, <laughs> I was like, "Oh my god, <laughs> such a nerd about Ohio." Me Someone too. like mentions Ohio, and I'm like, "What's up? Uh, like where? When? Yeah, How?" <laughs> I saw a guy wearing a Dayton shirt last week, and I was like, "Wait, really? <laughs> are you wearing it as a joke? Are you, are you wearing it ironically? Or are you from? <laughs> is this? Are you pranking me? Do you think it's You're interesting to wear? Is this it, do you think it's funny to wear a shirt about this Dayton? <laughs> By the way, I don't like to be pranked." <laughs> Me, me, just, we were, me just going up to people on the street and going, I do not like to be pranked. And they're like, 
I wasn't going to prank you, girl. <laughs> You're safe. I was driving <laughs> the other day and someone was crossing the crosswalk and my car still has Ohio plates and they just started doing the OHIO at me. And yes. I was like, oh, I was like, oh, should I join in? I'm in the car being like, I guess I should acknowledge. I'm stoked you, that he loves me. Did you go to college there? No. Great. Did you? So... So just so all the listeners know, Mitra is from um, Cincinnati, outside Cincinnati, <laughs> and she went to the Ohio State University. And Shelby is from outside of Cleveland, and she went to the University of Vermont. Wait, wow. Mitra, you went to OSU? I did. The I dropped OSU? out, but I did go there. <laughs> My family is big Ohio State heads. I'll say that. Legally obligated to be. Yeah. Well, some people are Contracted aren't. by law. <laughs> My brother went to Michigan, and my dad is still like, Ohio State or die. <laughs> That's the way. <laughs> I, I go ahead, Mitra. No, no, no. no. Mitra, no. Mitra, Mitra. Seriously, no, girl. no. I promise. <laughs> I promise. It wasn't going to be funny. It wasn't going to be interesting. <laughs> Neither is this podcast. <laughs> Neither. Yeah, this podcast does not. Uh, this podcast has no goals. Our podcast. We're vi- it's vibes only. Um. What I was going to say was related to Shelby's OHIO thing was I was the other day I was leaving the house and I was like, oh, I, I, I really should wear my Kansas City hat in case I see somebody from Kansas City. Psychotic. I mean, it makes no sense. Doesn't it's, it, No one cares. And I was like, that never happens, idiot. Just put on the hat that's closest to you because I didn't know where my Kansas City hat was. Put on the hat that's closest to me. I go out, do whatever I'm doing. I'm not kidding you. I saw five different people in Kansas City gear out in L.A. I've never seen it in my life. And I was like, they don't know. They don't know that I'm also they don't know because I didn't wear. And I've, it's, it was like really a message from God. And I don't know what it was supposed to mean, but it was a message from God, in my opinion. To follow your intuition. Yeah. To listen to my believe in myself. Yeah. Are you wearing the Yosemite hat today to in case you see anyone from the Yosemite? No, I'm wearing the Yosemite hat today <laughs> because I didn't get back to my hotel until like 1230 last night. And um, oh. I woke up party late boy. today. Party boy. No, I was fully on set. Um, <laughs> party. I was I was partying at work, girl. Oh, my God. Work hard. Play hard. Working hard or ew. hardly working. <laughs> ew, ew, ew. I wish everyone... Shelby's giving me sex eyes again. Mitra, we have a consistent problem on this podcast where Shelby gives me and the guests fuck me eyes during the recording, and she's giving them to you right now. No. And it's absolutely distracting. It is. Yeah, can we actually go back to Caleb's awesome story about picking out a hat? <laughs> <laughs> I literally said it was going to be boring and you didn't do your thing. What was your thing? I know, I've just been waiting to be mean to you because you said that. No, I love it. I love it. What was your thing, Mitra? But let's explore it. I actually could not uh, have forgotten more. (laughs) It it was so fleeting. It was so boring. (laughs) That's exactly exactly what somebody who had a story about tax accounting would say. And I believe that your story was about tax accounting. I know it was about something to do with Ohio State, but unfortunately, that is all I have to offer at this time. Oh, really good school. Yeah. (laughs) I actually, I'm currently texting with a professor from Ohio State. It is a genuinely really good school. I was only saying it like that because I feel like that's what my dad always is. He's like, he really wanted me to go there and I didn't. I didn't finish, but... It, it, the, the professor I'm texting with was a reason why I stayed as long as I did, but I still did not 
complete. Oh my god! Shout out to Professor. Free clap for the girly. Yeah. Free clap for the girly. Give it up, Joy. Joy Riley retired. Amazing. Joy <laughs> Riley. Joy Riley. Joy Riley. Enjoy those golden years, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> what did they teach? What was their subject? Um, she taught a bunch of different like theater classes, but she and I did this thing where we would go teach at the Ohio Women's Reformatory together. Oh, amazing. So I spent a lot of time with her and like had a lot of like really intense emotional experiences with her, but she's the best. Yeah. Oh, that's sweet. I yeah. love those people. Yeah, teachers are cool. I feel like there's a very specific energy of person who like keeps in touch with teachers and honey, I have that energy. <laughs> I'm out here. I mean, I'm out here having lunch with like high school English teachers. I'm, I'm texting professors from college. I just really, I have been very lucky to have cool teachers and I really like um, latched onto them in a really maybe kind of crazy way. I'm a little sick. <laughs> You're a little twisted. I have a taste of that energy, but none of the follow through. So I don't keep in touch at all, but I'll visit like I visit my high school still and I'll like pop into their classrooms and then it's like oh no you're one of those you're well like, you're like, yes you're like walking into the school and being like did you guys miss me and all the girls are like we don't know who you are I mean genuinely when I like first went back home after I left, like left for college I like really did like sort of haunt the halls when I would come home <laughs> oh god I'm not proud of it but I do have there was a lot of <laughs> teachers that I was like I was a bad student. I was never anyone's favorite student. I was always a friend more than a student. And I wanted to be like, girly, what is up? You don't have to deal with me in a professional sense anymore. And now, what is going on? How are you? How's the divorce? Not the divorce. Not the divorce. Anything but that. How is the divorce? I want to get divorced someday. Although some of my like favorite teachers like moved to Pittsburgh. <laughs> Sad. <laughs> May just said sad. Like four of them moved to Pittsburgh. The Cleveland to Pittsburgh pipeline. <laughs> yeah, the Cleveland to Pittsburgh pipeline. And it's you know, devastating. You know what I want to explore? I was talking with Sandy and Alyssa about this yesterday is I want to explore the musical theater to military pipeline. <laughs> Whoa. I would like to do well, a documentary it's about that. It's all performance. It's all performance. <laughs> no, is there one? Mitra, please do it's explore structure, that. It's instruction. Because we were watching the, like, we were watching the, um, like, U.S. Navy performance of <laughs> the Circle of Life. <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I was like, how did this happen? Like, this is so, like, mt vibes and then but and yet you're like just like fully in the navy like how but the, and then there's like a u.s army band that's like a rock band and all, and all this shit and i was just like all like i just feel like you didn't make it into like juilliard or whatever so you join the military and that is what my documentary will explore <laughs> i would watch the hell out of that it's like what like big time it's one guy being like yeah i didn't make it into juilliard i should have <laughs> And I'm like, so I mad. knew it. I knew it. And then that's the end of the documentary. <laughs> it's just me jumping in front of camera and going, did we get that? Because I, I knew it. And then it, that's yeah, the I end. Right. It's like two minutes long. I was right. So <laughs> thanks for watching. She's crying. Wait. Of course. <laughs> yeah, Mitra's crying because the guy just bought a new couch. I have I have an important question um, that is unique to me that I just came up with on the spot. Oh, I think I know what it is. Mitra. Mitra. Caleb. If we were making a new golden record, what would you put on yours? <laughs> okay. Um, well, the first thing that I would put on there would be, um, have you heard of the show Lost and Found Music Studios on Netflix?
Well, Mitra, I hadn't until you uh, told us to, and I did watch an episode today. You did? Oh my god! <laughs> yeah. What episode did you watch? Did you watch the first? Well, it has to be the pilot. <laughs> oh my god, that makes me so happy. And okay, before I want to, I want to hear about your thoughts. I'll just give like a primer on what Lost and Found Music Studios is for those who have not seen, even though it is, of course, always the number one trending show on Netflix, and for good reason. Um, Lost and Found Music Studios is a Canadian teen musical theater show in the spirit of glee but that's even sort of being a little generous um and there's sort of younger vibes than glee um but it takes place in an after school program for kids who want to make it in the music industry it is the spin-off of a different Canadian teen drama show about dancers that is much more successful it is created by this guy named Frank Van Keeken who worked on Kids in the Hall and it centers on you guessed it two teens named yes luke and leia (laughs) um are sort of the stars of this performing arts group luke looks a lot like justin bieber and they sing original music and it's just all these kids like fighting for solos and stuff and like vaguely just all making music together in this sparsely decorated warehouse where you guessed it the main uh the main authority figure there are two adults on the show and one of them is named mr t which they never address and they also never address the um luke and leia names oh there's one moment where to um mr t luke goes i pity the fool who doesn't give this girl a second audition and that's the only time they give us a taste of that the music is insane (laughs) it's so bad they repeat there's there is a there are two episodes out of 10 or something like that for the first season that are centered on auditions they want to get new kids in the school to you know how like auditions are normally a montage in stuff auditions on this show are two full they're three actually one episode is them introducing the concept of auditions taking place at the school and then two full subsequent episodes are auditions where they have i kid you not four kids per episode sing the exact same song all the way through (laughs) ironically the song is original original (laughs) each kid sings that song all the way through (laughs) it's so crazy A, a central plot of an episode when a girl named clara pretends that she wrote the song Freebird <laughs> and then gets mad at her classmates when they call her out for having not written Freebird. <laughs> oh, they have the kids improvise. They have the kids improvise. It's all improvised. <laughs> Is it? It's all improvised? Like any moment where the kids are doing like a testimonial to camera, I have confirmed. I was going to say. Is improvised. I was going to say a really key thing that you have left off the table is that they have these straight to camera sort of confessional style chats even though it's just like a fully scripted show every now and then they will just break to the camera and be like yeah i was so excited to get a chance to get a solo (laughs) 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 and there's so much dialogue that is them being like there's a whole scene that i transcribed a long time ago that was just these girls talking about where people are lining up for auditions (laughs) out of curiosity would you agree that i think it is glee meets victorious yes yeah it's like so much like it's it's not fair to even compare it to glee i feel because like it it's so baby like it's so sanitized like 
like they're like glee is so just like pick an issue we'll fucking go there and like <laughs> lost and found is like pick an issue we won't go anywhere near it not even if you beg us <laughs> mitra also i just want to point out you really blew the rest of our guests out of the water because most people bring up uh something they like and they go oh it's so funny i love it it's a show about friends and and, and you go you go about the show you go this show explores the dark underbelly of the teenage music world in canada it takes place in a cd <laughs> warehouse like you literally I, at one point i was like is she reading this and then i was like no she knows this no <laughs> she feels this. she's speaking from the heart she feels this she's impassioned about this no no babe <laughs> Also funny because it wasn't the first thing on your list, but it was the first thing you wanted to talk about. <laughs> yes. Well, this is, I would say, the one that I have. Like, I, I'm like, nobody knows about this show. I care so much about this show because also like the kids care so much. Like I watched a bunch of like the behind the scenes footage and they like all love each other and they're having so much fun making the show. Like I genuinely love it. And what I love is like watching these like musical theater dorks. And I say that like as someone who was this, like sing their little hearts out, <laughs> like give it every, I love watching like something so earnest it's just it's really sweet but also one of the worst things to ever grace the screen <laughs> <laughs> listen it kept me captivated <laughs> keep going <laughs> i was i was in it i was really in it <laughs> caleb do you have questions about the show i do i want to know actually I, I, this isn't really about the show so much as mitra's outlook on the world i want to know <laughs> Mitra, what is, what is if you had to pick? Okay, what is the number one thing you think uh, aliens could learn from musical theater kids? And what yeah. is the number one thing that you would want them to take as a cautionary tale from musical <laughs> theater kids? <laughs> it's it's dicey for Caleb to say this because Caleb is profoundly not a musical theater kid and hates musical theater. <laughs> I get to I get to serve these questions up and then back off though. That's the nice thing. Mitra has the authority. Oh yeah, no, I know. Okay, I think what I love about musical theater is that, like, it is stupid. Like, you go there and everybody's just being like, it's a sunny day in Florida. (laughs) But you have this, like, unspoken agreement that, like, yes, it's stupid, but we are here sitting and watching you and you are here on the stage giving it everything. And I think that agreement is, like, really special. And, like, it's just so joyful. And I love that. Like, I I just think, like, you can't be cynical watching it. Like, of course you can come in and be like, that's so stupid. (laughs) Why are you doing this? (laughs) I'm right here, six feet away from you, and you're pretending to be in, like, 1948 or something like that. Like, (laughs) grow up. Um, (laughs) But I just, like, I think aliens can learn like earnest like how like what it what it's like to really like be present and like put yourself out there because to do something so dumb with your whole heart is really beautiful <laughs> the, import- so the importance of being real. earnest the importance of being earnest they could learn the importance of being earnest they exactly. could learn the importance of being earnest but i would they say could learn the importance of being earnest oh the importance of being earnest they could learn the importance of being, of being earnest. earnest yeah right from, a, from oh my god theater, i just thought about that i just thought of that i was just i'm sorry i have to i have to cut in and say i was just sitting here listening to mitra talk about musical theater and i was thinking can i cut you off Caleb? A good exi- can i cut Go you ahead. off yeah. I was thinking that's sort of like the importance of being earnest. The importance of, the importance of being earnest. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I was like, this is a great example of the importance of being earnest. Mitra, any thoughts? Um. Yeah. I guess at the end of the day, that's true. 
Mitra is texting her manager on the side right now, like, get me off. Call, call me. Save this. I'm so bored. <laughs> I talk for 20 minutes straight and I'm bored. It's not, even, it's not even that you're annoyed that we cut you off so many times. It's that you're bored. <laughs> it would be so much more reasonable for you to be like, they won't even let me speak. But to be like, I'm bored. I'm just, not, so I'm, I'm just not interested. I'm not excited by a... They keep cutting me off and then cutting each other off. That's <laughs> to say the same bit that isn't funny. <laughs> they, actually, actually, that is that. If I could give one review, if I want anyone to take anything away about our podcast, it's they're cutting their guests off and each other off to do the same bit that isn't funny. <laughs> that's to me. That's keeping records. Hey, that's if beautiful. any of you listening want to right now, give us a five star review with that verbatim. We'd love that. <laughs> <laughs> run but, don't walk <laughs> run don't walk but back to Mitra what, what is the cautionary tale you would have them take from musical theater um I would say the personalities off stage <laughs> <laughs> and, sp- and speak on that if you don't mind <laughs> no <laughs> no heart heart no emoji heart. no <laughs> I <laughs> When I did musical theater as a kid, I was in The King and I. (laughs) Were you the king or I? I was a kid in the chorus. I wasn't really in it, in it. You know, I was like six. Oh, okay. Okay. And there was some... Listen, I've never seen the show except for when I was in it. And again, I was young, so I don't actually know anything. But what I can say You're in the definitive King and I. No need to watch the real thing. The titular. I'm I'm about to tell you guys something that happened, but I actually don't know contextually, like plot-wise, what this was or what it meant. I just know that the king like asked a question and nobody was supposed to answer. And this girl her name's Elle. She was a good friend of mine, still is. She just got married. Congrats. She <laughs> she wanted a line so bad that she just responded to the question. From, I love like, her. I would die for her. Chorus. I would die for her. I would die for her. That is the most and iconic the king, thing I've ever heard. The king was like, uh, and he just like sort of had to, I mean, and musical theater kids aren't always great improvisers. I'll say that. But he had to like improvise some sort of like way to get out of that. And then we got backstage and it like, the director that we had was maybe one of the inten- most intense directors I've had to date. Like she was so intense and we were kids and she didn't care. And she took us backstage, took everyone who was one of the kids and was like, who spoke? <laughs> was like, <"Ready?" laughs> was like, she was ready to kill. <laughs> like, and then Elle, Elle was just sitting there being like, like, why would I ever admit to that? And so it was sort of a bleak, moment in the king and i history (laughs) (laughs) the king and i i sing in my head to the tune of the wizard and i is that okay yeah yes yeah thank you one of my all-time favorite things (laughs) in the entire world is um day players on tv shows movies whatever um like milking their line and like adding in just a little extra like if the line is like don't go in that store it's haunted they'll be like i'm telling you please Sir, do not go in that store. Everybody says it it's is haunt- like, haunted. Right. I love that. I think that is the coolest energy in the world. It is so pure. I'm obsessed with it. I'm obsessed with that energy. When I get really high, 
Um, something Chubby. I like to do is it's legal. <laughs> oh, okay. Sorry. Go on. I didn't it's, know that. It's legal. Um, I like to watch just the background actors in shows, like the people who are in the cafe and they're like supposed to be just like having a conversation because they all their eyes always make way to the main scene. Like they're always kind of like, <laughs> and they can never like. I also like to see them like sort of make a fake. Also, so often. Because nobody's supposed to be watching, like they'll set someone up to be talking to literally no one. Like they're like, you have a conversation here, and there's no one sitting across from them, so they're sitting there being like, <laughs> and it is. There is nothing quite like watching a background actor to me. Well, and I know they got paid like fifty bucks to do it, and I love that. More than anything, I think more than anything, <laughs> the most important thing we can be talking about right now is what is next on Mitra's record. Next on my record is Pretty Little Liars. <laughs> thank you. Liars! This is actually a massive thank you from me. Has this been on the pod before? No. Okay, no. good. Okay, Caleb, have <laughs> no. you seen Pretty Little Liars? No, I'm not even sure what it is. <gasps> Okay, well, time for my favorite thing, explaining what a show is. <laughs> this is time for Mitra's segment, What is a Show? Buckle up, another five-minute monologue. Okay, so Pretty Little Liars <laughs> follows uh, a group of friends. So we have, hold on, I want to just make sure that I'm listing everyone's characters' names right, because I became obsessed with the real-life people. Um, but basically, a girl dies, and her friends sort of uh, are brought together by her death so those friends are lucy hill playing aria montgomery and she's sort of the bookish smart girl then we have ashley benson playing hannah Marin. she's sort of badass blonde hottie then we've got shay mitchell <laughs> emily fields and we reveal in the pilot she's gay and then <laughs> and she's an amazing swimmer also and then we have Troy and Belisario, who is, of course, the daughter of Don Belisario, who is the creator of NCIS. And she plays Spencer Hastings. And she's sort of the like type A bookish nerd who's really intense and falls for the bad boy. Um, and then those girls are being tormented by a mystery person who goes by A. A sends them letters, tries to ruin their lives, and they're trying to figure out who A is. And A is like this like mystery force and so far I'm five seasons in and um, we still don't know who A is but, um, but it's just it's just these girls trying to live their lives and stay friends and get through some trauma um, <laughs> and uh, while delivering some of the most horrible dialogue that has ever been written in the history of the world <laughs> um, with such integrity <laughs> and <laughs> I love them it's a really really great teen drama so much happens every single episode um every single so person, much happens <laughs> so much happens every single person has like every character all the parents have crazy drama everybody did, has done something fucked up so many people die so many people betray each other it's so good i can't recommend it enough this is one of those shows that makes me like <laughs> think like okay what do they think teens do like they're like okay this teen is skimming school to travel around the world by herself to try and evade a killer you're like what's up what's happening yes. yeah yeah there's they they also do like lucy hale okay so do you guys know that she was on american juniors do we know what american juniors is <laughs> go, ahead. <Not> to okay. <laughs> go ahead so um, <laughs> thank you mitra uh, explains uh, things <laughs> Me trying to 
American Juniors was American Idol, but for young people. There was one season, and Lucy Hale was on it. And ladies and gentlemen, yes, I went to an IRL taping <laughs> when I was visiting family in Orange County. We went up to Los Angeles to watch a taping of American Juniors. Lucy Hale was there. I was cheering for, you guessed it, Chantal. <laughs> Um, But Lucy Hale did make the top five, so she got to record an album with the other American juniors, and they sang We're the Kids in America, and she was a very good singer. All that to say, Lucy Hale can sing. They have her sing a full song while making eye contact with a boy one foot away from him. (laughs) And it's supposed to be this hot romantic moment, and it is one of the most chilling things I've ever seen on TV. Okay, based purely on, I've never seen the show, based purely on Mitra's description, I want to ask a question. Okay. Is it fair to say that Pretty Little Liars is Gossip Girl meets I Know What You Did Last Summer? Yes. Yes. But but I would say like um less rich kids. Like that like but but I think that's where the okay. crossover happens. You know, like well, like okay. Troy and Belisario's character is rich, isn't she? She's Spencer? rich. Yes. Yeah. Spencer's mm-hmm. rich. But I would say like the Emily's like the, poor. The, like the wealth <laughs> is just not like a part of the show in in the way that Gossip Girl is. Okay. 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 Yeah. I'm trying to think. Yeah, of a but there is sort of like wealth. you know the fucking around with teachers aspect mm-hmm. of Gossip Girl. There is sort Ooh. of yeah. They really want us to root for a teacher student relationship. That- yeah. Oh no. Oh yes, Caleb. Oh yeah. <laughs> no, you are really it. It's it happens and it happens in the way that they're like and you want them to be together, right? Right. Ew. You're rooting for their real, real love, right? I'm finding a video. Uh. Pretty Little Liars has my favorite line read of any show that I've ever seen in my life. Um, And it's because they stunt casted an Olympic swimmer to uh, have a scene with Shane Mitchell. Emily Fields, Missy Franklin, Missy, Emily. So Shauna was telling me that you swim? Hello. Yes, I swim. Oh God, Um, congratulations. It's not too late to say congratulations, is it? No, it's never too late to say congratulations. Thank you. <laughs> that's it. That's it. It's so boring. I'm sorry, I made you lose Wait, it. Wait, what did it's she just, say? She says it's yeah. never too late to say congratulations. Thank you. Thank I'll you. It's you. never too late to say congratulations. Thank you. I'll send you the video because the whole t- every line that she delivers, she goes, "It's never too late to say congratulations. Thank you." <laughs> I'm sorry for this. <laughs> but I also there was a line in there that I was laughing at at the beginning where she was like, "Yes, hello." I swim. I swim. I was like, what <laughs> yes, the fuck is I do. this cadence? I swim. Incredibly stilted. It, it means so much to me. Yeah, <laughs> I like to think it's because she was such a talented actress that acting with someone who doesn't, you know, have those chops was tough for her. And yeah. so she was a little stunted by that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. That is an amazing addition. We need to go to an ad break now. What? Shelby, come on. I'm kidding. That's totally fine. Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> Welcome, Welcome Bark. Bark. <laughs> uh, Welcome, Bark. Welcome, Bark. Welcome, Bark is here to stay. Uh, Mitra, do you like Welcome, Bark instead of Welcome Back? Yes, I do. Mitra, okay. would you like to give us a bark? <laughs> do you want to give us a wolf? Like, actually bark? <laughs> However you... <laughs> this is actually this is actually something that's true is that i think one of the most unhinged things that can happen is for a human to bark (laughs) i have have no idea why we started i have no idea why we started asking people that but every time we ask a guest to do a bark for us they go every time they go what (laughs) 
It, uh, that's like it's 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 one of my rare little boundaries where I go, you know, I'm just not gonna bark. <laughs> I think it's too scary. <laughs> There's something so funny to me about imagining that we start taking this feedback. And in the beginning, when we do a run through about what we're going to do on the pod, we start going and then we're going to ask you to quickly bark. <laughs> it's also funny because it is embarrassing to bark and it adds absolutely nothing to the pod. It, no, like, it's it, not going to be funny. Like, <laughs> it is no. to us. Mitchell goes, Mitchell goes, it's not going to be funny because I don't think that's funny. I would take it very seriously. I look, I'm an actor. I'm an actress. I'm an actor. I'm an actress. Mitra Johari, actor. I I really can't stop thinking about how funny it is to be like, all right, and then we'll take a quick break at 30 minutes. And then after that, we'll ask you to quickly bark and then we'll get back to you. <laughs> yeah, th- so at about the 30 minute mark, you will be asked to bark. So just prepare for that. Whatever you need to do then to right get after into that, the right You'll have to do a couple barks just to welcome us back. And then Wait, uh, do you know do you know what this reminds me of? I uh, like um, a couple months ago, I thought that I had say it with me, testicular cancer and I. I went to, I did not, I turned out to have a, a totally treatable, uh, just like, I don't cyst or something. Um, but I went to, um, the, uh, nuts and, and Dick doctor and <laughs> he was this old guy and I was waiting for a long time in, um, the room and he, and I was scared out of my fucking mind. I was like, Oh my God, I have cancer. This, like, I was literally freaking out and he comes in and he goes, all righty, drop him. <laughs> just like that and i was like what and he goes and he goes he goes pants and boxers drop them and i was like what are, he was doing he was like being cutesy about it and i was like i literally am on the verge of a panic attack it was so funny he examined, he examined I don't know if i've ever drop them what's up shelp sorry i don't know if i've ever told you this story but it's very quick but when i was in uh, when I started abroad in Argentina, I dislocated my ankle and I had to go to the hospital. And I like mm. speak Spanish, but I don't learn hospital terms when I'm learning Spanish. It's so far from what I'm finding out that when I got there, I was like, took me a while to figure it out. Their hospitals work differently. Like I had to pull a number like I'm at the DMV and then they call my number and then I get it was just like crazy. Whoa. But then I had to get an x-ray and they like put me into this little closet. <laughs> this woman like was telling me to take off my pants, but I couldn't. Then she gave me a list of other instructions that I just simply couldn't follow. So she left the room. I took off my pants. I didn't have a robe or anything, so I just didn't have pants. <laughs> and then she came back in, and she was like, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> like really? Were you really were you in your out. underwear, or were you giving full frontal? underwear i just needed my fucking foot (laughs) but she freaked out in such an insane way it's like a really catholic country i think i was like really um indecent but i it was so embarrassing and then she just had to like she like came in to give me a robe and then i was like thanks and then she left again i put on the robe and then she had to take me to get my x-ray so like her and i just had to like spend a couple hours together mitra do you have any stories about being naked with a doctor or scaring anybody with your body or anything um i i, I, I want to hold because I, it does have to do with what i want to strike from the record or delete sorry okay um, amazing oh that's amazing i love that i love that okay uh, up next, we're going to just uh, do, uh, we're going to ask you, um, Shelby, uh, do you want to say what we're going to do next? 
asking, just asking, um, ask, just asking, oh, oh, we just need to ask Mitra what's next on her record so that she can say. Oh, yeah, no, 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 no problem. Thank you. What are you guys okay, cool. saying? Nothing. Oh. <laughs> uh, nothing. Nothing. <laughs> Mitra. Oh, my God. Wait, I have a question. So original. No one's ever thought it before. Mm-hmm. What's next on your record? <laughs> Okay, next to my record is Countess Luann. I plead guilty to being fabulous. Do you guys watch Housewives? <laughs> um, I have seen, I'm a big Real Housewives Beverly Hills person, but Great. I've seen New York because that feels like the other big one. And then yeah. the other ones I've sort of only seen if it's happened to me. So for me, I Countess Luann <laughs> is one of... I, I actually kind of want to expand this because for me, it's like the original music of The Real Housewives is the thing that I would like to, yeah. to go on the ship. <laughs> would you would you include uh, what's that, the from Real Housewives of New Jersey, the little girls song that's like every day? <laughs> oh, yeah. Wake up, isn't it? Wake up in, wake in the morning. morning thinking, thinking about, about so many, so many things. things. <laughs> Waking up in the morning. Thinking about so many things. I just wish things would get better. I'm trying to get rid of them. <laughs> I would not include her because I don't oh, think no that problem. she doesn't own that very well, which I found disappointing. Like she didn't have a really a sense of humor about that going viral. <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> and it's not her fault that her parents made her be on a reality show when she was a child. But unfortunately, if you're not going to own it, then you don't get to go on the rocket ship. <laughs> <laughs> you want to go on the rocket ship? You own the song. Own it. Own your own your past and your present and your future if you want to go on the rocket ship. Sorry. <laughs> so what I love about the editing of the music of The Real Housewives is that the editors of those shows in general are so funny and so talented. <laughs> and I think just some of like the best comedy editors working today, truly, because they they are so relentless with the way that they edit the music. Because the women, I'm sure there are takes where the women actually hit the notes that you're hearing in their songs but they're not making it onto the tv show it's always just them like sort of wobbling their way to the note (laughs) (laughs) unable to hit their own notes in their music like singing live with and where it's clearly just them singing along to their track like they never present these women in a way that makes them look like they're actually talented musicians because of course they are not my friends elegance is love but Luann um, does do her cabaret show, which I celebrate. Um, I do think her songs are earworms. I love listening to them. <laughs> the Real Housewives is really also the place. Real Housewives of Potomac has had three separate moments where women have sung um, happy birthday acapella to the best of their ability <laughs> and, uh-huh. in, a, in like a crowded place like as a gift like the gift is like Candace one of the housewives will be like and as a gift to you happy birthday ah! <laughs> and that's her gift <laughs> I hate that she's sharing her gift with the world I don't want someone to sing me happy birthday as a punishment let alone as a gift I don't want it so it's it's so sick um, and then there's this one that has a song called Coffee and Love where the like the big hook of it is coffee and love are best served hot. <laughs> no, you're kidding. And it's all not even true. Coffee's best cold. <laughs> well, not to, not And to love, Ashley. frankly, lukewarm. Um, yeah. I, who sings Coffee and Love? Um, that is uh, Ashley from Real Housewives of Potomac. Coffee and love taste best when hot. That's how we started and we Okay. Who is who is the countess that you that you love the most? The one that you're adding? 
so Countess Luann, um, she, so she has. Wait, um, wait, real quick, Petra. I'm learning that Caleb thinks all the Real Housewives are countesses. <laughs> no. He's saying no. which countess, no. which countess here is the one that you're talking about. I think she's sort of like the, the big countess. If there's another countess, she's not as known as Countess I just Luan. think it's so funny. Okay, I'm, I'm on board with maybe Caleb didn't think this, but it's so funny to think that he was like, oh, the Real Housewives, all the countesses. We refer to them as countesses. <laughs> yeah, it's I think, Countess I think Kyle, that- it's Countess Kim, it's Countess <laughs> Bethany. <laughs> well, and Countess Luann is not even a countess anymore because she and the Count got divorced, but she retains the, the title. Um, but she has uh, money can't buy your class. Elegance is learned, my friend. Elegance is learned. Oh, yeah. All of her songs are sort oh, of talk yeah. song. And they're about, like, sophistication. Chic, c'est la vie. Yes. Chic, c'est la vie. C'est bon. C'est bon. <laughs> <laughs> but so many of the women have music careers. Um, That's there's wild. Kim Zolciak. Kim Zolciak, don't be tardy for the party. Hurry up, baby, don't be late. I'll meet you at the place. <laughs> Mitra knowing every one of these songs is actually one of my favorite things. <laughs> Mitra goes on a run with the Real Housewives of, of music. Like the Real Housewives I have a of music. That I listen yeah. to in the car a lot. Nene Leaks has come on and get this, honey. <laughs> Nene Leaks, like- actually, in my opinion, can't do wrong. She okay. Here's what I'll say. Come on and get this, honey. Was did crack my uh, Spotify top 100 last year. So <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> what show was Nene Leakes like? Really like a scripted show? Nene Leakes was like a main character. Oh yes, she show. was on a Ryan Murphy show because she's she's Real Housewives of Atlanta, and I she played like a the new normal, the new normal. Yeah, so she had like a whole storyline on that. Yeah. Yeah, and Kenya Moore, this is not uh, the same. Kenya Moore did release an original song. She's on Real Houses Atlanta too. She also released an original pilot that she stars in and directed, and it is worth a watch. <laughs> and not in a good way. <laughs> Mitra's trying to get in the room for it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's worth the watch. And also, I would love to help. If you're looking for Punjab, if you're like, <laughs> if you need anything at all, script, script coordinator, I would love to do anything at all. <laughs> I was trying to be um, a transcriber for Real Housewives because I would love to watch that raw footage of them like sitting at lunch, like not, and like not the good stuff, like when like they're not in a fight, just being like, so like, how are you? How's it going? <laughs> <laughs> I want to trans. I want to see like the four hours of like dead silence before one of them finally goes like, "Why'd you call me ugly?" <laughs> yeah, well, it's them being like ugh i'm a little tired and then being like yeah me too i didn't sleep that well it's like yeah, Getting, yeah, just being what's there for going so on long. There, are, are people's allergies worse this season it feels worse it's just like so boring. and why did you refer so me as horse face for 45 minutes <laughs> wait yeah by all the of way. a sudden out wait, of nowhere something's just come up i'm getting it i'm getting it i'm getting a message you are it says it's it, <laughs> Mitra's saying you are. It's, it's saying we need to ask. We need to ask Mitra. Mitra, what is something so embarrassing in all of humanity that you think we should delete it from the records entirely? And before you answer, we should let you know it does not need to be famine or homophobia or war or sexism or just something okay. different. 
I would like to delete. Okay, so I would like to broadly delete this happening to anyone, but I would like to delete the two times that I have shit my pants in public <laughs> from the record. <laughs> okay, give us the rundown. How did it come about? Okay, so the first time was um, New Year's <laughs> Eve. This was, uh, I think, like four years ago or something like that. And I was leaving my then boyfriend's apartment. And I uh, was wearing like a cute, tiny little skater skirt and a pair of tights. And just a block away from his house, shit my pants just fully like day ruining life ruining like i just didn't trust my body after that ever again kind of thing and i had this moment because i wasn't really close to anything i was like the closest thing i could do i was like a half hour walk away from my house and i didn't have my keys <laughs> i'd lost my keys at the time and i knew that no one was gonna be able to let me in for a while and but i was also like I just don't think we're at a place in our relationship where I can go back into his house like this, um, which should have been a red flag. But at the time, I was just like, keep walking, girl. So I went to Variety Coffee on Graham Avenue in Brooklyn, <laughs> New York, and um, threw my tights and underwear away, uh, washed myself in the sink of the bathroom, <laughs> and continued on my journey. It was very cold. It was, of course, December. <laughs> <laughs> bare legs tiniest little skirt just flapping in the wind as i cried on the phone to my friend being like i just can't believe this has happened to me <laughs> do you know so, when you go into a public bathroom and you're like what happened in here yeah that was we me. just learned one of the things that <laughs> happened in there yeah it's probably something like that <laughs> <laughs> it's probably someone shit their pants and and, and handled it how they needed to hey caleb bless you mm. Thank you. Um, Mitra, who was the friend you called? Do you remember? Alyssa Stonaha. <laughs> I would give Alyssa, anything for a transcript of that phone call. for the call. girly. Oh, my. I mean, the pan, like the panic. It was so <laughs> bad. I, because it, it wasn't just that I shit my pants. It was that like nothing like nothing like that had ever really happened to me where I was like, oh, my God, mortality. <laughs> <laughs> you would live a charmed life. Yeah. Like, like. Bad things had happened to my body, but that was one where I was just like, whoa, like I just there will be a point where everything just sort of falls away. <laughs> and like, I'm just not oh, in control. <laughs> wow. Um, so I was processing that with Alyssa. And then f finally, I was living with uh, Catherine at the time and she was able to let me back into the place. Um, but that was a really dark, bad time. And then the other time, of course, <laughs> was um, I was. So it was the weekend of I had a wedding in Nashville and a bachelorette party in Nashville. So I was getting fucked up. They were on the same weekend. Um, and the night after the wedding, I went to go get some like props for the bachelorette party. And I was feeling really like free and easy and like hot and cute. Um, so I chose to go commando to Party City. <laughs> and I'm not really somebody who like goes commando. Like it just felt like I was being like, I'm going commando. I'm crazy. And I was wearing like loose athletic shorts. And I was looking in sort of like the beach kind of vaguely tiki section Aww. and shit my pants <laughs> immediately started crying because i was just like i just can't believe this is happening i lifted to the store and there were there weren't even like costumes with pants because 
it was like May. So I was just r- running around Paris City being like, please fucking any, like just a costume with pants. Like, <laughs> didn't happen. It was a, it was, it was a private bathroom, thankfully. So I went in and I just put my pants in the sink and got them soaking wet because they were covered in the shit. And then washed my pants soaking wet by hand in the sink crying and then dried the pants in the bathroom. Still damp when I walked out, but not speaking of shit. Then I walk, complete my transaction, <laughs> and then call a lift and go back home. <laughs> What is what is going on these two times? Like, is it like a fart that just does more than you wanted it to, or are you just walking along and you go, "Oh no, I've just shit." Um, I I mean, it's like it, yes, a kind of fart, but it was sort of just like, whoa, like I don't know how to describe it. Like, it wasn't like a, like it's not a shart. Like a shart is just a different thing entirely. This was just something where I was like, was there oh buildup? No, like I, like that was okay. so crazy. It's just like it just happened, and I think I think that's like maybe like kind of IBS adjacent or something. But like, I don't, I can't. I and let me be clear, I've done nothing to address this, figure out what went wrong. It will happen better. again. It will. Happen we can't again. talk. We can't talk about IBS because Caleb has beef with the IBS community. Oh, I'm oh, sorry. God, I brought that Mitra, into this space. Mitra, did you know about this? No. Well, you know, you know that I, I spend a little bit of time on the completely diseased website, twitter.edu, and I one time tweeted, by the way, I have IBS, and I, but I shouldn't, have to, I shouldn't have to preface a joke about IBS. I, I just tweeted, I tweeted like, don't, don't ever argue. Never fight a girl. Never, yeah, never, never fight a bitch who has IBS. Dinner time's, uh, dinner time's coming up. God's going to handle her or something like that. I mean, I might be wrong, but I literally think it was... Never fight a bitch with IBS. She's fighting. Her. She has her own battle or something. <laughs> something, something like this. And I, when I tell you, Mitra, I start getting replies, quote tweets, DMs about how I'm being ableist. Um, and the IBS community is enraged. They're like, "You have no idea what it's like to live with IBS. Why is it considered okay to make fun of this and not somebody?" I mean, at one point, I'm pretty sure, and I, I can't remember if it was about this thing or not, but I think a girl messaged me about this and said, why would you think that joke was okay when you know you wouldn't make fun of somebody who uses a wheelchair? And I, I was like, because they're different, babe. Like, that's crazy. And I now I have a, a longstanding beef with the IBS community. Also, all he asked was to not let someone fight someone with that. He almost advocated he almost advocated yeah yeah yeah, yeah. But, but the title of my memoir almost advocate yeah that was insane but yeah i do think that's ibs adjacent and i think you should never seek out an origin or help i think you should just let it come as it as it's supposed to come i'm just not gonna go to the doctor for i'm just not interested i don't care <laughs> i'm with you do you at least think twice before you go commando now i would never go commando again <laughs> <laughs> Literally never. I can't stress to you how few times in my life I went commando before that day. Like it was truly I was being like I'm crazy. Like I'm so random that I'm going commando right now to Party City and instantly struck down by God. <laughs> no bitch, you are not allowed to be whimsical. You are not allowed to be free. You must be strapped in at all times. <laughs> there must strapped be another layer. In strapped in to the body um okay well i think that's an incredible deletion and i support it mitra what else would you put on your records um i would put um galaxy quest uh in there okay Um, 
I so Galaxy Quest for me holds a special place in my heart because I it, a is just one of my favorite movies now. But I only recently saw it. But the trailer for it was before another movie that I used to watch as a child. I don't know what, but I have seen the trailer for it on a VHS tape like 600 times. So there is a line that is so small in the movie, but was in the VHS tape trailer that to me is so iconic. And I was like, I can't wait till we get to the moment in the movie where he says this thing. And then it was literally, it meant nothing. It was just like not important. But to me, I was like, oh, you mean the catchphrase for the movie where the guy goes, we need your help. (laughs) (laughs) We need your help. I was like, that's the line. That's the line. (laughs) That's it. That's the tweet. That's, That's so funny. <laughs> and it could not be more throwaway. I was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> sort of threw away the most important line in the movie. Could have delivered that harder. Where we need your help. <laughs> <laughs> we need We need your help. Help is needed. Galaxy Quest, it's a movie about we need your help. <laughs> <laughs> I actually think that is true. Galaxy Quest is a movie about we need your help. That's true. They do need your help. (laughs) (laughs) So this is an interesting addition because we're sort of showing the aliens what we think of them. Yes. And we think they're nice and we think they're Missy Pyle. (laughs) Which, by the way, Missy Pyle had the most incredible decade of the 90s of anyone in in the world. Her career is perfect. I want that. (laughs) I want that life. I want to just come in and like say like like three lines in every movie, but they're completely insane. (laughs) (laughs) That's my dream. (laughs) This really does have it made. Missy Pyle something. I mean, what even how did she acquire that career? (laughs) Like, how did that happen for her? It's so good. Her, half of her characters are just like wide-eyed smiling and going like, ee. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, also about Galaxy Quest, Galaxy Quest is one of the most meta movies <laughs> to ever exist. You open on a movie yeah, to then find out you were watching a movie, you weren't watching the movie, you were watching a movie inside the movie. Yes. Then you meet people who care about those characters in the movie and then <laughs> the actor thinks he's in a scene when he's in reality yeah and then i mean the whole the whole thing is the beginning hour it's just figuring out where reality is yeah i love when it's like unapologetically sort of just tangled up and like don't think about it too much (laughs) i love to not think about things too much i love to keep it light and free that's like um have you seen garth Marenghi's dark place Uh uh-uh what's that it's um, a UK show. I think it was like Channel 4, but it may be, I, I'm not sure. But it, it was, it's by Matt Berry and like Richard Aote and sort of that whole crew. And it's like a show, it's it's a documentary about mm-hmm. an author who wrote a book, uh, who wrote a series of sci-fi books that then were made into a show. And we're watching them talk about the process of making the show based on the books. <laughs> It's so silly and so psycho. It's my favorite show ever. I think you would love it, actually. You guys should watch it. It's really silly. It's only six episodes because it's it's so crazy. (laughs) As soon as I get back to LA, me and Shelby are going to watch it in our living room. On the couch. How about that? With our dog. I'm coming. I'm coming. Oh. You do need to come over. You do need to come over. That's the truth, actually. Have me by. (laughs) Shelby and I go, you you do need to come by. And Mitra goes, um, so let's just stick to the pod. Uh, yeah, I'm actually, oh, I'm busy. Mitra that says, day. oh, yeah, invite me another time when I can say no. 
she says, I'm on air. It's pretty complicated. So go ahead and let me know when I'm allowed to give an honest answer. Yeah. Yeah. No, I can't wait. <laughs> yeah. Looking forward to it. That will be such a special time. <laughs> Mitra, I have to be honest what? from the bottom of that my would heart. That be such a special time. I have to be honest from the bottom of my heart and speak my truth. And my truth is this. Mitra, you have been an incredible guest. And I'm wondering now if there's anything at all that you would still like to add really quickly before we have to let you go. Gossip Girl. But I don't know about the new season. I haven't watched any of that. <laughs> is it out? Old stuff. Is the new one out? It'll probably be out by the time this comes out. Um, but I've only, I'm referring to the Leighton Meester vehicle and it is a Leighton Meester vehicle. Let's start there. <laughs> wow. Let's have that conversation. For the Blake Lively erasure, the Blake Lively and what's his name and you? Uh, Penn Pen Badgley. Badgley. The Penn Badgley and Blake Lively erasure going Penn's on Penn's best right work now. is you. Blake's best work is a simple favor. Leighton is the queen of gossip girl. Blake's best work is sisterhood of the traveling, traveling pants. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Also <laughs> and that. how dare you. But she's so good in a simple favor. Yeah. Well, The Simple Favor is ultimately a bad movie that really does serve her well. Yes, agreed. Blake's best work, his age of Adeline. <laughs> you fucking bitch. <laughs> I don't know what that is. <laughs> it's a movie I sincerely enjoyed, but everyone hated. Really? I really liked it. I don't know. I, 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 liked, I like time stuff. Um, but that's not important. Gossip Girl. I like time stuff. I like, I like time, time stuff. stuff. Clocks and sundials. <laughs> Clocks and time timers. Passing. The first time I ever did like a hard drug, I watched um, that uh, Donald Gleason, Rachel McAdam time movie. Do you know what that one is? About time, I think. <laughs> I think it was something that was added to, it was added to the records. About time. Oh, about time. Great. Yeah, about time. That well, is on the me- records. When I, anytime it's on and I'm around it, I sob because I have like this like visceral association with it. Lauren Lapkus added it to her records. It's going to space. I'm so glad to hear that. <laughs> going to space. <laughs> it has to. Legally. <laughs> that's the that's the contract of this pod that you signed. Thank you for signing that, by the way. Of course. Um, <laughs> thank you for being on the pod. Thank you. <laughs> Mitra. <laughs> What? Would you like to bark? <laughs> no. <laughs> Mitra, we cannot get out of here until you give us a woof woof, girly. Goodbye. Mitra, read the fine print. You have to bark, girly. <laughs> Wait, Mitra, we actually, before you, before you go for real, we do have to ask you, uh, where can people find you and what's what's up with the next season of uh, Three Busy Debras? When is it? Where can people see it and when? Yeah, you can find me at barkbark.woof uh, backslash <laughs> keeping records. <laughs> Um, you can find me on Instagram at Mitra Jahari, M-I-T-R-A-J-O-U-H-A-R-I. And Three Busy Debras season two has been shot, but I have no idea when it's coming out. So please check it out on HBO Max so that we can hopefully continue to make more. <laughs> and, and also <laughs> keep an eye out. Caleb and I co-wrote an episode of Human Resources. Are we allowed to say that? <laughs> we are, and we're going to put it in. And I, our episode cut, is cut the pod, cut the pod. fucking psychotic, <laughs> deranged, unwell. I'm so excited. I'm Can't so wait. excited. Mitra, we love you, girl. Love you, girl. Love you, girl. <laughs> love you, girl. I love you, girl. Love you, girl. I love, love my girls. Girls. We love, love you, girl. girl. We need your help. We need your help. We need help because we love you, girl. That was a HeadGum original.